Welcome to the Rebel News live stream, ladies and gentlemen, on this, a Friday, September 24th, 2021. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host today, oh, let me tell you about my co-host. She is the human embodiment as to why they call Quebec La Belle Provence. She is the Shawinigan she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Quebec City. She is Alexa Lavoie. How you doing today, Alexa? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Well, you know, I, I, I almost said Sheila Gunn-Reed. She's my usual co-host, but Sheila is on assignment, working very busily. And uh, I think Andrew uh, says, the high-energy one, he's cutting some more promos for Yacht Rock Radio. So I am so delighted you happen to be in Toronto. You are a Quebec correspondent. And I got to tell you, folks, did she not knock it out of the ballpark in her election coverage? You know, just going after the leaders, the candidates. And uh, even though she was given the bums rush, it never shut her down. She just was in the pursuit of journalism. She's a real fighter and a real fantastic addition to the team. I'm so happy you're co-hosting uh, the live stream with me for the, for the first time, Alexa, before you go back to Quebec. And... Um, I'll tell you, folks, uh, you know, we're on YouTube uh, with our 1.5 million subscribers. That's why we don't want to burn the bridge on YouTube. Uh, at one point, I'll get something uh, whispered in my ear by the producers, either Justin or Andrew. And uh, that'll be when things get too hot for us to handle on YouTube. We don't want to get deplatformed. We don't want to lose that audience. So we will take the off ramp and we will go on to um, Odyssey and Rumble and Super U. And when you're there, if you can, because we're not like the mainstream media, we don't stick our hand into your pocketbook and take a donation out involuntarily via your taxpayer dollars. If you can, you can give us a tip on those uh, platforms, and uh, that's why we can uh, keep the lights on. So uh, bear with us with that. In fact, you know, the censorship, by the way, I should say on YouTube, folks, is so severe, I can't even say what we cannot talk about. Do you know that, Alexa? Yeah, exactly. I only use initials. One is VF, one is VP. I'll let you uh, wannabe Riddlers out there try to figure it out what it is that we cannot talk about. Isn't it amazing the Silicon Valley censors uh, in the land of the First Amendment are so restrictive when it comes to, um, to chat. Um, well, Alexa, so much to describe, uh, to discuss right now in terms of what we have on the live stream topics. Uh, I saw you uh, flag a couple of um, videos from Avi Yamini, who is just absolutely knocking it out of the ballpark uh, down under. Uh, and uh, well, what do you know? Australian police violence, Australian police state reactions. Before we go to those video clips, you've seen what Avi is reporting. I gotta tell you, as one who was arrested by the Montreal Police Service, I thought those cats were the worst of the worst. But compared to what's happening in Australia, uh, geez, the uh, the Montreal police force looks like the Keystone Cops. What do you say? I did watch the video and I, I saw like police everywhere. They are surrounding from them. Mm. And how you can live without without anxiety, anxiety, like to, to be always like being like 
I don't know, spy by them. Oh, yeah. They actually spy because of the drone, uh, because of the police, because of the helicopter. Um, and when I looked like in Montreal, what I, in Quebec, what we had last um, uh, oh, fall, fall mm. is fall, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I thought it was crazy. But when I look at Australia, it's a step further. Right? And I'm just a little bit worried that's coming to Quebec maybe this uh, this winter. Well, you know what? That's We'll have to keep an eye on that, and we will cover that. And, you know, Alexa, spying is one thing, but it's beyond that. They're cracking heads. They're shooting pepper spray into the faces of people. And these are Australian law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. These aren't terrorists or agitators. They're using rubber bullets. They brought out the terrorist, uh, the anti-terrorist unit the other day, and on their own citizens. This... This is this kind of crap you see in Venezuela or North Korea, not in uh, a Commonwealth country like Australia. Uh, oh, nice it is. It's the citizen with their tax that pay for being assaulted and um, mistreated. That's it, it, beautiful, right? It, it is shocking. <laughs> and, and you know what? With as always, folks, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, a photo tells, uh, uh, it says a thousand words. I guess a video says a million words. So let's get first to Avi's Australian police violence video right now. Or maybe not right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're training a new guy, folks, so bear with us. And a new uh, uh, person who speaks English. Well, I'm as still. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, st I'm still going to blame it on uh, Justin, of course, and uh, for some reason, my, uh, you know, nope. All right, you know what, folks, we're still queuing up the Australian videos, so, um, well, guess what? The vaccine passport kicked in on Wednesday, which coincidentally happened to be McHappy Day, but you know what? Wasn't a whole lot of McHappiness at McDonald's, uh, especially when there was a Toronto area McDonald's that uh, gave the bums rush to a senior citizen who was indeed double vaxxed but didn't have her papers, please, to prove it. Uh, our own Alexa Lavoie and uh, Mocha, they paid a visit to that McDonald's to see uh, what was uh, shaken other than the bacon on the Egg McMuffins. Check it out. <laughs> She was vaccinated and you asked her to leave. Yeah, uh, Do you we, find that normal? We still have to have proof. That, that's the law. You have to show the proof that, that with the idea. If, okay. if you don't show it, then you cannot dine here. So what is the difference between yesterday and today for the proof of vaccination? Um, there is no difference. You still have to show it. And who, why is he doing? That I'm actually uh, asking. So you don't want to answer? You have no right to do that. Even you, you have no right to do that. Yeah, I have the right to do that. Warning. Folks, uh, the original video, uh, which we didn't shoot, that's what caused the tempest in a teapot back on McHappy Day. Uh, a senior who had the double jabs, didn't have her proof, and uh, was treated, uh, I think, very disrespectfully. I mean, you know, Alexa, the very idea 
that these restaurants and and you know and I, I have sympathy for restaurants too because the government has made the employees um, into law enforcement officers. The hostess is now a bouncer, right? And that is unfair. Um, but what happened there? Um, would it have been really too outrageous in terms of reasonable accommodation to accommodate that senior? There's glass, there's plexiglass partitions everywhere. The staff are wearing masks. Even if she wasn't doubly jabbed, I don't see her as a risk. What were your thoughts on how she was treated? I think it was really outrageous because uh, what is the difference with a couple of days before when the vaccine passport was not uh, not there? So um, I think it just the fact that they risk a fine to find someone that is not or doesn't have their paper yeah. inside of the restaurant. But you suppose, because it started in Quebec um, uh, on the 1st of September, so we had two weeks of, oh, um, um, you say, the, of grace yes. to, um, if, you, if you find someone that is, is not vaxxed, it, it was fine. Like, no, no police will uh, give you a ticket or anything. But I don't think here in Ontario you have the two week of, of grace here. No, on the contrary, uh, what I found shocking, Alexa, was that, first of all, Doug Ford said, uh, I think we're going back to July in the timeline, no, no vaccine passport. I don't want a two-tier citizenship status for the people of Ontario, those who are vaxxed, those who are unvaxxed. You know, the vaxxed people get all the benefits of going to indoor dining, the gym, movie theaters, flying, uh, the unvax, you're a second-class citizen. Uh, you don't get any of that. And indeed, uh, might even lose your job, right? Which we see uh, with disgusting frequency. So in August, he then, uh, they came back to the legislature and they said, uh, well, uh, you know, Doug did his uh, routine. Well, <laughs> you know, folks, if I had it my way, uh, I wouldn't be uh, doing these kind of things. But uh, the people behind the scenes, uh, I've got to do a, a vaccine passport. And it was to kick in, of course, uh, two days after the election, September 22nd. Amazingly, as soon as Doug Ford made that announcement, Alexa, they prorogued the legislature, which is a fancy way of saying they shut it down. It was like, see you later, folks. They should have been there support, you know, answering questions to businesses. Hey, how do we enforce this? How do we facilitate this? The precise opposite was true. And to add insult to injury, an hour before midnight, September 22nd. So in other words, 11 p.m. September 21st, the Tuesday, the website for this went down for regular maintenance until <laughs> 8 in the morning. Uh, Mr. Producer found a um, uh, somebody that said on social media uh, that he, was, he went on to get questions asked. He was 86,000th in line. Oh, but that was not, that's the express yeah. line. Another person was four millionth in line. Four millionth in line. This is, you know, Doug Ford, you ran on the slogans in 2018 for the people and Ontario open for business. You are screwing the people and you are screwing the businesses because these backroom boys of yours are giving you mandates uh, to pursue 
uh, I, I don't know what, in, in the name of political uh, correctness, in the name of medical tyranny. But that's what happened in this province, uh, Alexa. Far from a two-week grace period, um, an absolute um, mockery of leadership to show people how these vaccine passports should work. And... The, the fun fact, it, it, I don't know now here in Ontario, but you, you need to know that now in Quebec, um, the vaccine passport, our primers say, if an employer want for his business to put the vaccine passport, same if it's not in the list, yeah. you have the right to do it. Oh. So they gave us a list where the vaccine passport will be. Yes. Any other business who wants to bring it into his business is allowed. Oh, I, you know what? I got to read the nitty gritty. I don't know if that's the case in this province. But you need to know that now it, it's, it, it just gave like live on one of the press conference like, yeah, but the business can decide for themselves if, if, if it's good for their business. Yeah. I say, now it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to have a rule, strict rule and follow your rule. Yeah. After that, anybody can come and say, okay, I, I, I use it on, for me for like uh, maybe a private, like uh, not the public, but a um, um, private like grocery. Yeah. But that's food. You're not supposed to use it there. That's but correct. It, there is an exemption for retail, right? You don't have to be double vaxxed and you don't have to show proof of vaccination, right? Yeah. And they have to do that, folks, because if you can't buy groceries, you starve and you die of starvation, not COVID, right? Yeah. But you know, Alexa, getting back to the video that you and uh, Mocha shot, um, what I found frustrating, and it's not your fault, of course, was that you were trying to find out why the staff were so mean to this senior yeah. citizen. And, and she wasn't, she didn't go down there wearing trouble on her shirt. She wasn't trying to cause a scene. She just wanted to buy a hamburger, for goodness sakes. And yet the management there, they weren't giving you answers about their appalling customer service, but they were more concerned about you filming them. Meanwhile, there's cameras in the ceiling all over McDonald's. What did you make of that uh, response that you and Mocha got? I, I tried to just get the, the an information like, why did you push away this, this old woman who just wanted to eat mm. and it was, like you film me illegally, <laughs> stop that. Um, and he tried to call the police when I went outside and I was like, you know what? You're not in the toilet. I can film you. I haven't, I don't need your, your consent for it. You know, Alexa, for the life of me, uh, like when you're outside and you're filming someone, uh, frequently we get people saying, you do not have my written consent. And I have to tell them, we don't need it. You're in a public place, right? Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand why there's this mindset uh, of some people who think that uh, we need their permission to do journalism. Uh, we don't. And if we had to have that, uh, journalism would cease to function. So it, it's really something else. Well, anyways, you gave it the good old college try. And um, what we should do now, folks, all of you uh, viewers that are on YouTube, as I said earlier, um, if you could kindly take an off-ramp on the information highway to Odyssey, Super U, and that 
good old uh, Toronto kid, Rumble. Ramble into Rumble, you'll see, as a dealership used to say here in Hogtown, uh, because we're going to get into dicey territory. And I, as I said earlier, I can't even say what the dicey territory is, but some of it will be in Avi's uh, videos from down under. So in the meantime, we are going to, um, as they say in Quebec, we're going to bid adieu. Did I get that right? Adieu. Or is it bonsoir? Bonsoir. Bonsoir. <laughs> bonsoir uh, to YouTube uh, because there's too much danger, dangerous uh, there. And I think we have uh, made the transition. So without further ado. Adieu. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry I'm not bilingual. It's one of the greatest regrets of my life, uh, that not learning a musical instrument and selling my comic book collection to buy a 74 Camaro in 1980 when it was six years used. If I kept that comic book collection, I could buy a Lamborghini off the lot and have change in my pocket still. Anyway, <laughs> why don't we go to Abby's incredible new video on uh, the du rigueur how do you like that French word? The du rigueur police violence that's happening down under. Have you ever been in the city where, because of the way you're dressed, you're actually the target of... No, normally... normally you fit a profile. You, <laughs> are, you fit a criminal profile today. Yeah, no, normally people look down the nose at you a little bit when you wear high vis, but um, no, not like this, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty odd. So they're stopping anyone that obviously looks like a uh, construction worker. By myself, going for a walk, trying to get back to work. So, so you're here for a lawful reason? Lawful reasons, always. The cops with the guns, just one of them looks at me, just sprints across the road, and they just drop me, all like five of them on top of me, just smashing me, for no reason. So why'd that pull you up? Oh, just, just, for, just for, be, for being here, basically, yeah. Are you within your 10Ks? Yeah, and... I live in South Melbourne, I just walked here. My watch is still going, 4.2 case. <laughs> they cuffed me, and then five of them held onto me for no reason, and I just said, let me go, I got I'm doing nothing wrong. And they cut it off. Being profiled, because I'm, I'm wearing my tradie outfit, yeah. They're profiling people that look like you. Mm. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I'm not talking about people of colour, I'm talking people of colour. Mm. I know, because yeah. we got through this. Done nothing wrong, honestly, I was just walking past, and they just grabbed me. He's, he looked at me from across the road, with his fucking shotgun, ran across to me and just started bashing me on the ground. Two of them decked me and jumped on top of me. Did you capture that? Did you capture what happened there? God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. In Melbourne, the most dangerous person to be is a tradie. Exactly right, yeah. Oh, they slammed me down to the ground today. Cops are extremely aggressive. They, here's my brother over here. They slammed his head into the ground repeatedly. But Crazy. It's, it's the pressure. It's the pressure we get. I mean, I just just walking here, I've, I've got policemen's eyes all over me. They're looking for any reason to, to arrest me, I suppose. I'm here by myself. Crazy. Yeah. All right, mate. You know, Alexa, uh, it's just absolutely astonishing. These are law-abiding Australians, as the first person said to Avi, all I want to do is get back to work. 
I mean, they're not tearing down statues. They're not throwing Molotov cocktails. Funny how in Australia uh, last summer with the, the whole Black Lives Matter protests happening, they had their share of mostly peaceful protests. That's another way of saying violent protests with the whole Black Lives Matter thing when you get the Black Lives Matter people, uh, some of them at least, and the Antifa types, the black bloc types that you have in your province, smashing in the windows of... Um, even black-owned businesses. I don't know how that brings about racial justice, but here we have genuine peaceful promise, uh, protests by trade unionists that want to go to work, and they are being uh, violently shut down. As Avi said, the most dangerous person to be in Australia right now is a trade unionist. Can you imagine? People that just want to go to work, folks, and earn a living and build the infrastructure of Australia. And th those are considered to be enemies of the state. Unbelievable. And the other thing, I, I, I have to ask this of you, uh, Alexa, because it reminds me of the situation that was in Quebec during the curfew. Um, the guy was checking his smartphone and seeing um, he has a 10 kilometer radius where he can travel. And the moment you step a meter out of that radius, you're arrested, right? And he was only 4.2 kilometers from uh, the radius. And what it reminds me of, it was a great story that happened at the beginning of the curfew in Quebec. And we have to follow up on this because it showed the absurdity. Uh, you had to stay in your homes after 8 p.m., 9 p.m. They kept switching it around. And there was a couple, the lady put uh, a dog collar and a leash on her husband and they walked around the neighborhood because you see folks, there was an exemption for pets if you had to walk them, and, but they didn't accept a human pet and they got slapped with a multi-thousand dollar fine. We really have to follow that up. What's your response, Alexa? Because you kind of lived through um, this, I mean, the, the Quebec police didn't, aren't doing what is happening right now in Australia, but these restrictions on mobility, on expression, that was a fact of life for so long during the pandemic in Quebec. What do you say? But first of all, uh, you know that the bodies were never wanted to be politicized, and it's the case right now. I think um, they say that they maintain order, uh, order of what of our, us to live like normally um i just i just find that it's just a police enforcement a, a power trip as we are um they are superior so they can do whatever they want with mm. us and i find that not healthy and actually that scare me. That scare uh, me. Alexa, you raise a very important point here. And folks, I've asked this of Avi. I've asked this of Sheila. Uh, I got some information from the wife of a Toronto police officer. She said that in his division, 50%, half the cops, hate this. They're saying, I didn't sign up for this. I'm not yeah. brutally assaulting my, you know, peaceful protesters. The other half, however, folks, are saying, oh, no, 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 We're, this is God's work. Uh, this is very important. These are uh, potential super spreaders. They really believe, they've really drunk the Kool-Aid. Here's my question to you, Alexa. When it comes to the Montreal Police Service, how many cops do you think in that service really enjoy this as opposed to other cops that are saying, this is despicable, I hate doing this? I think you're right. It's mostly like, you need to know that um, police represent the society. Yep. In the society, you have both sides. And unfortunately, right now, the sides are in 
extreme level. Like, yes. Are you really for? Are you really against? And the rare middle, it's really low. Yeah. And and I think and I did talk with police, and uh, the older police don't do the job during the curfew. Oh, that's they interesting. They did refuse, and uh, it was mostly young cop. Interesting. Because they, they are new, they, are, they are need to prove themselves, so they take all the dirty job. You know, I totally get that. And as a matter of fact, when, you know, folks, I can tell you, when I walk down, you know, walk around downtown Toronto on a beautiful summer day, the sun is shining, the vitamin D is coming down, and you see young people by themselves, they've got the mask on. Or young people that are clearly a couple because they're holding hands, they're both doubly masked. And I think this has nothing to do, Alexa, with the pandemic. This has nothing to do with fear of getting infected. This is a symbol by the youth. And it's predominantly youth, I see this. And it's basically, it's much like um, a Muslim woman wearing a hijab. It's saying, I'm on team Islam. This is my you know, indicator for that. In this case, it's young people saying, we like big government. We like big lockdowns. We don't mind our rights being eclipsed for the greater good. And if you don't wear this, you are ostracized. You are out of our group. You are out of our social circle. I think that's what we're seeing right now with the continued mask wearing. It has nothing to do with a fear of getting infected, especially if you've been double jabbed. I mean, that's the reason for the vaccine, but the people getting the double jabs, so many of them are still wearing masks. They're still social distancing. And, and they are so scared. They're scared. I but, think, why but, you did you take the jab if you, if you, you still have, are scared? And what I'm no dialing sense. it back to with your comment about the young police officers, it used to be like back in the 60s, Going up against the system, going up against the man, it was it was the kids on the college campuses, you know, protesting things like Vietnam, for example. And now the, that demographic, they're all in in terms of big government uh, taking away their rights. How did we get here? Ooh. It's um, it's another like word word apart. Like why we get now there. It's because, I don't know. Uh, you know what I think? I think it's indoctrination. I think it is Marxism that starts r these days, folks, even in the elementary school system. And there is, uh, it, because really, the, uh, the leftists, when you look at all strata of society, the media, education, justice, uh, the universities, they are absolutely far left. And this is the narrative that they are giving. And um, uh, I think it's despicable. And maybe one day the pendulum will swing back. Maybe it'll take years. Maybe it'll take decades, Alexa. Yeah, yeah but probably decades. That's my theory. And uh, I believe yeah. we have some chats that we must get to. And I want to thank everyone for those chats. And uh, oops. So just bear with me. By the way, how are the Montreal police uh, treating you, uh, Alexa? Um, most of the time they recognize me. They say, the other <laughs> is that day, good or bad? Yeah, the other day they, they say to me, uh, you pass to the leader debate to protest. I say, yeah, I'm really like, uh, you know, uh, everywhere. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and um, I ask them like, did you heard like my question? And they say, 
I didn't listen. I say, but you watch it, but you didn't listen. Make no sense. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I have to tell you. Yeah. Um, I before what happened was in April on the houseboat when the Montreal police who sit, who don't seem to know the law that if you're going to search a premises, you need this thing called a search warrant. And they were demanding to get on without that. And it was like a 10 and a half hour standoff. Yeah. They were shopping this around the judges and the judges were basically saying, you need a search warrant for what? Well, there's a bunch of journalists here. Um, are you crazy? And then, of course, my arrest. And then there was some horse tra uh, trading folks. They were saying, we'll let Menzies out of that uh, jail cell, which was absolutely filthy, by the way, plug toilet uneaten food all around uh, the um, the cell. It was absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. And uh, my gosh, what a cautionary tale to make me behave. I don't want to be in anything like that again in my life. <laughs> and basically saying, we'll free him if you let us on the boat. And we compromised. We said to them, all right, meet us halfway. If you're bringing three police, four police, five police on the boat without a warrant for Menzies release, um, we are going to send an employee to shadow each of those cops because we didn't trust them. We didn't want them to plant evidence, right, which I don't think is beyond the Montreal police force. And they said no to that. You know, that was a great deal for the police, right? And they, they declined it. Finally, I got out, thanks to our lawyers. And um, what I'm getting at, Alexa, I always had this impression of the Montreal Police Service as being um, really kind of... Um, Friendly, accessible, nice. And I'll tell you why. The great Montreal show, uh, Just for Laughs Gags, yep. you, you see the actors using Montreal police cruisers, Montreal police uniforms. I can tell you, I can think of no other police service. No way in Toronto would they, uh, would they uh, sign off on that. So I thought, wow, these guys are so cool, right? They're, they're so, you know, uh, prank friendly. But now I realize, Alexa, that's just a public relations exercise the real Montreal police service, they are a bunch of thugs with badges, I think. A lot of them. I cannot say everybody because yeah. I have friends in the police and uh, they are really against what's going on right now. And, but they, don't, they cannot talk with yeah. other people because they will be, <laughs> they will be like um, other parties will talk about them and they will be fired. Oh. But um, it's why nobody talk about it. Yeah. Um, they just do order. Yeah. execute the order but um, I think for a big part some are have a big ego and uh, they like uh, to implement like the force I think you're right yeah. and and by the way to put an exclamation mark on that horrible day in uh, April back in Montreal folks the arresting officer for yours truly Constable Trudeau, <laughs> you couldn't write this. It was, anyway. the first, it was the first day I saw you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In my life. <laughs> and she's saying, who is this badass Menzies getting hauled away by the Constable Trudeau? Anyways, we'll, 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 we'll sort all that out in court. We got some chats, Alexa, yes, so sir. I'll read them and feel free to comment. Yeah. We have a hyper chat from Snap Phase. He says, or she says, Victoria, Australia has turned into a complete state of police tyranny. They are crying out for international intervention. Um, super, oh, sorry, that, I think that's the end of the chat. Uh, yes, they are. And here's the problem, Alexa. You don't see the mainstream media really condemning. They're on side. They've got pom-poms 
like cheerleaders cheering on the cops doing this. Actually, same in Quebec uh, and all the, the curfew protests, uh, police like, like in the street, no mainstream media. Yep. They don't want to show that in the TV, but it's the reality. It's happening. Like, and thanks God we have like uh, AV Mini um, oh, to yeah. cover uh, Australia because he's doing an amazing job. And uh, now we have a new reporter in Sydney too. That's right. And we're going to get to that report uh, yeah. as soon as I read through some of these super chats, Alexa. Super you. Um, we have a chat and it says, it's from Jay Canwell. Oh, look at this. Alexa is doing a great job. What do you think about that? Uh, thank you. <laughs> I will make my English better and better for everybody. <laughs> Never lose that delightful Quebec City accent, though. It's so charming. Uh, we have another hyper chat from Aquasquad. Aqua Skies. I, I'm so used to the comic book vernacular. I was going to say Aquaman or Aqualad. Aqua Skies 3636. That almost sounds like one measurement short of a really nice figure. Anyways, good morning. So nice to see you both. Love your courage and chutzpah. Thank you to Rebel. Chutzpah, you know what? That's my favorite Yiddish word, Alexa. It means sheer, unmitigated gall. And sometimes it's chutzpah in a bad way, like when cops shut down your right to uh, practice journalism. Yeah. And sometimes chutzpah is a good way, and I wear this as a badge of honor, as do you, I think. We go up to hostile targets who shouldn't be hostile, like political leaders, people that want to be the prime minister, yeah. and ask them tough questions. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Uh Sorry, I miss a part. <laughs> Don't lose that chutzpah part. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, another hyper chat. And by the way, thank you so much for all this. Um, it's from Inner Peace. You would think a billion dollars from the Trudeau liberals would be enough to buy more bandwidth and hire more staff for the Ontario website. <laughs> Flip flop forward. Pocket that money. Or is it being put to use? Um, well, you know what? Uh, if Flip Flop Ford was pocketing money, what would he put it to use? I would say more ingredients for that famous cherry cheesecake recipe. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but that's true. Uh, Duck Ford is one of the most Flip Flop um, primer. It, it is. You know, I got to tell you, he describes the protesters, folks, as a bunch of yahoos. A lot of people said that was Doug Ford's Hillary Clinton moment. Remember? the basket full of deplorables. Yeah. I disagree. Hillary Clinton was targeting the opposition, Trump supporters. Ford was targeting his base. Can you, can you make sense of that? No. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. It's like you're trying to throw the election. And we have a uh, rumble chat from Shauna Marie G83, $20. Thank you so much for that. That's okay. very generous. Alexa. Oh, look at Alexa looking lovely, no debate here. And David, oh, look at that dapper as always. Did you see Doug Ford's daughter, Krista's video, re-vaccine mandate? Oh, you better believe I did. Did I you did, see it? I what did, did you think, uh, Alexa? I, I, it was so crazy to see like the, the daughter of Doug Ford speaking out. And if she's speaking out of the man who enforced Yep. the vaccine passport. Something is going wrong. <laughs> oh, you know, and it's not the first time she's yeah. spoken out. And I got to tell you, as much as I'm so disappointed with Doug Ford, 
Uh, I've met his daughters. They are lovely ladies. They obviously have minds of their own. And in fact, one of the, the daughters worked with me briefly at Sun News. And uh, it's so good to see that even though um, this is causing undoubtedly yeah. huge embarrassment and political damage for Doug Ford, good for Krista for speaking her mind, eh? But it, it, same in, in Quebec, the... Um the son of our health minister uh, went out in, in his page and said, thanks for my second shot of saline water. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, saline water. And this same minister, when he went to the restaurant and he did scan his QR code, it was the only one who didn't work. <laughs> That's beautiful. What was, I mean, maybe there was a technical issue with the QR code. Maybe. But what was the health minister's response to his son um, giving that uh, information out on social media? I, I think it's still in social media. He didn't comment uh, on it's his Just ignoring son. Yeah, it. exactly. Okay. That's probably the best strategy. How embarrassing is that? Uh, from Rumble, we have a, um, a chat from AMT60, $2, thank you very much. Yesterday, Daryl Mackey, the Oshawa PPC candidate, got arrested for ordering food and sitting in Timmy's to fight against segregation. Alexa, I loved your questions during the debates, as did I, I gotta tell you. Uh, well, AMT60, you know, uh, by the way, um, just a uh, heads up for anyone that wants Rebel News to cover these things. I got tipped off about this uh, Oshawa incident, and uh, it was a text message that came in, and no word of a lie, the person said, um, uh, can you come down to Oshawa and cover this? I said, that's a great story. Uh, or, can you come down and cover it? I said, fantastic. I said, where and when? Well, it's in Oshawa, and the when is, it's right now. Oh, uh, well, hey, Scotty, just beam me over to Oshawa, Ontario. We need a little notice, folks, you know, so please let us know about that. But what do you think about that? Uh, this is a, a PPC candidate um, being arrested for sitting in a Tim Hortons by himself, reading a Bible and having a coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. For what? Not having a Not the having the double jabs. People are not human anymore. No. Like... Someone would just drink a coffee and read the Bible. If it was outside on a bench, it would be allowed. Yeah, but why isn't it allowed indoors? Because, you know, that, it, what I don't understand, Alexis, how did the virus change from September 21st to September 22nd? We've had lots of indoor dining, and uh, apparently now the virus doesn't like people who don't get a vaccine and they will uh, infect them. And again, I... Tim Hortons, I mean, whenever you, you know, it's so sad. You go into a gas station, you go into a, a fast food restaurant. Yeah. It looks like they're ready for the zombie apocalypse. There's plexiglass everywhere. Everyone's masked up. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. So if somebody, you know, I, I think all the precautions are being taken in order to um, accommodate those who are not getting the vaccine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty intelligent virus. <laughs> I'm so surprised how oh, you know which hour you need to get out, uh, where you can like infect people. It's, it's so incredible. We're all doomed. I think Alexa is right. This virus thinks for itself and uh, yeah. to the point that it loves social justice protests like Black Lives Matter. It won't affect them. Oh, no, no, no way. But 
anti-lockdown people, anti-vaccine um, oh. passport people. Ooh, the virus hates those people. You better watch out. Um, we have another one from, and it's on Odyssey. It's AquaSky, uh, sorry, AquaSky's 3636. You got to add in that other measurement so we get the complete picture. He says, oh, you're going to like this. Love Alexa. Oh, there's so much to love. Um, first time I have seen her on the live stream. Love her reporting. Courageous and with chutzpah. There's that word again. Love to you both and rebel. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And we have another one from the same person. Uh, did you see slash hear about liberal George Chagall stealing conservative promo material from homes the night before the election. Oh, did we ever see uh, that? And Alexa, before I get you to weigh in on this true crime, not a thought crime, yes. this is theft, theft. This is trespass on somebody's yes. private property. This is tampering with the mail. I can tell you, you do this in the, in the United States, you're gonna do some jail time for this. They take uh, mail chicanery really seriously. Here's the video evidence, folks. Yes. For Rebel News, and throughout these elections, we have heard stories of signs being stolen, even literature going missing at doors. And we understand it. Sometimes kids can do this. Sometimes even some volunteers on campaigns can get involved in some of that dirty politics. But what if an MP, an elected MP who ran in this election and won, was caught doing it? Well, troubling footage emerged just last night of George Shahal doing exactly that. He approached a door took off campaign literature of his conservative opponent in the race and replaced it with his own. Now, he and his campaign have stated that there is incorrect polling information and that's why they removed it. We don't know if that's true or not, but regardless, you do not remove other campaigns' campaign literature. That's simply not the way that it works. You can call Elections Canada, let that candidate know. But what this amounts to is theft, and it amounts to interference in an election. And actions must be taken both by Elections Canada and, in my opinion, the Calgary Police to counteract this. Well, there you have it. You can see it with your own eyes. We will be following up with our legal team to see what kind of action can be taken to address both this theft and this interference with a fair election process. And we're certainly going to keep you posted if we have any success on that front. I want to thank you all for tuning in. For Rebel News, I'm Adam Sos. I'm glad Adam Sos is on that file, folks. That, Alexa, is outrageous to me. This George Cajal... Um, his reason for stealing the promotional material is allegedly it has incorrect polling information. So what? That doesn't give you the right to be judge, jury, and executioner uh, running around uh, looking at people's mail in the writing that you don't like. And if the Calgary police do not charge this man, this is the same Calgary police that charged Arthur Pulowski, the pastor, yeah. for feeding homeless people. If you don't charge this man, turn in your badges, all right? You're not a real police force. That is theft. That is trespass. That's interfering with the mail. That's three charges there. And I'm telling you, if I'm that homeowner, uh, Alexa, and, and Calgary Police and Elections Canada are not going to do anything about this, guess what? I'm going to pursue a private prosecution and a civil lawsuit. And you know what? I'm going to win. What do you have to say about this? Oh, I just say that if it was you or, or me doing that, we would be probably already arrested. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. Like I said, 
in Calgary, you're arrested for feeding homeless people, yeah. but the police, it's a nothing burger if uh, somebody is stealing your property and trespassing on your uh, on, on your property. Uh, yeah. That's outrageous. It's the new society of double standard. Yeah. And, and you know, think of you know, the word comes up again, chutzpah. The chutzpah of this guy to think that he's somehow the moral authority. He's walking around thinking, hmm, what male in my writing is incorrect or offensive to me or supporting another candidate? I'll take it upon myself uh, to remove that literature. It, oh, the audacity is off the charts. <laughs> For me, I, I, th this is something that you don't do, like going to propriety stole or I don't yep. know, change uh, the, the mail. No, it's, 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 if the party doesn't do anything, I have no respect. <laughs> uh, me neither. And uh, let's see how this story plays out. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, folks, I guess we have to say allegedly stole, but it's kind of on videotape. I, maybe we don't have to use the allegedly part. Uh, well, imagine if you, they had no like uh, camera. Nobody would have known about what he was doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no. Then it would be he said, she said. Yeah. And you know what, folks? Alexa raises an excellent point. If you're in a restaurant, if you're in a store, maybe you're going to be approached by, say, a COVID Karen and get a lecture about your mask, your vac status, what have you. The moment you sense it going sideways, Alexa, take this out. Yeah. Okay. Get it on camera. We get so many Rebel News tips about outrageous things happening. When I respond to those people, the very th first thing I say is, did you film it? And they go, oh, no, I didn't. Jeez. Well, you know what? That makes it really hard because I can tell you the perpetrator is going to deny, deny, yeah. deny. And then we, have, we don't have much of a story. It's just hearsay. Um, I'm always ready. I've got this, like, quick draw yeah. raw in my holster. Yeah. You know, uh, it's not a gun. It's a camera. And uh, two things I want to record. And I think when you do this to a person who's wigging yeah. out on you, it's, um, it's uh, almost like using disinfectant. It modifies their behavior. Depend with the police, you modify not good. Well, your police, yeah. Yeah. They're they, nuts, they, though. They, <laughs> if you film, they get so aggressive. Yeah, but you have every right to film them. Yeah, but for them, it's, uh, you will have a bigger fine, probably, yep. just because it's, the, it's a fact, it's a fact. This is true. The Quebec police feel they shouldn't be filmed and they'll say you're not allowed to film me. That's a lie. And they shouldn't get search warrants when they come upon private property. That's a lie too. That's your uh, Montreal Police Service, despicable. Uh, let's see, we have one from Odyssey from Silvio27, Alexa, T-E-S, how do I say that, Tez? T-E-S? Yeah, Alexa Tez Bell. Oh, And he has a little you. icon. Look at that. It's fire. Oh, cute. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. And I can say that because we don't have a human resources manager. <laughs> I don't have to worry about <laughs> any complaints. Not that Alexa would ever give a complaint. She is so super cool. Um, Odyssey. We have from Rebecca Henderson. Uh, hi, Rebecca. Re Rebecca is a longtime supporter of ours. Oh, I... My sister called our MPP Oosterhof, that would be Sam Oosterhof in Ontario, about how Brock U 
isn't allowing her on campus, aren't allowing her to take her required courses, and how police escorted her by foot and car for peacefully protesting. Some online classes are only for the vaccinated. Let me read that again, folks. Some online classes are only for the vaccinated. Online? Yeah. He won't take her calls and won't give a reason. Well, let me tell you something about Sam Oosterhoff. Uh, this is the youngest person at the Quebec, uh, sorry, the Ontario legislature. I first met him personally when there was a pro and anti-abortion rally on the, the, the lawns of Queen's Park. Um, uh, Mr. Oosterhoff is very much um, uh, non-abortion. That's his position. Uh, he's very much connected with the church in his writing. And you know, Alexa, I was going to be a friendly interview to him. He wouldn't even give us the time of day. Also, there was once, this is going back, I think, two years ago, a protest by uh, elderly ladies, senior yeah. citizens at his office. They did a little sit-in, nonviolent protest at his constituent, uh, constituency office. Sam Oosterhoff's people called the police on these little old ladies that were protesting about, I think, library cuts. I don't have much respect for Sam Oosterhoff. Let me, let me say that. But um, you probably don't know uh, Oosterhoff that well. But here's the thing. If Rebecca Henderson has her facts straight on this, and I, I, I think she does, classes only for the vaccinated? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> now... The vaccine passport was supposed to be for non-essential um, things. Uh, so now they say that taking school and going to school, it's not essential. Mm. Instruction uh, is really essential. But uh, Alexa, I think the thing is, where's the science here? If I am unvaccinated and I'm in home, maybe 80 kilometers away from the university or college, yeah. and I'm learning online, how am I a threat to anyone? Because the virus know what you're studying. Oh, it's gotten even smarter. <laughs> okay, then. Unbelievable. And, uh, oh, another one from Rebecca Henderson. Oosterhoff's assistants are not aware that there is a ministry of colleges and universities in Ontario. Please tell me you're joking on that. They are denying that the government has mandated that the government has, sorry, they are denying that the government has mandated that they made vaccine policy. Unbelievable. She openly admitted that her often doesn't have, her office, I guess office staff, doesn't have to be jabbed, yet said everyone else needs to be, quote, student safety, end quote. Well, there you go, folks. I, I guess Oosterhoff's staff are, are taking a page from Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. I saw nothing. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> Wendy WA1K. We have a restaurant in Hope, B.C. that is refusing to card people. They have received at least one fine that I know of, Likely more as we haven't been for a week. They could likely use some help from rebels fight the fines. What do you think about that? I, I, you know what, Alexa, I can tell you this. Any business I see with a sticker, the stickers that we're providing saying, we're not going to ask for your VAC yeah. status. Any retailers asking for that, 
I am gonna purposely patronize them. Even if I have just eaten lunch, I'm gonna buy more food. Even if I don't need another suit, I'm gonna buy another suit. I am going to vote with my wallet. Yeah, of course, and I will always support um, the businesses who don't agree with the vaccine passport and yeah. don't like follow like this measure. Absolutely. So I think the, it's just a win-win. They, they will have more customer and their business will be like better. I agree. Yeah, uh, that's and uh, Wendy, uh, if you know the restaurateur, uh, please have them uh, send their details uh, through our portal, uh, yeah. fightthefines.com. We'll see what we can do. Um, Rumble, Noble Canadian, $5. Thank you very much for that uh, donation, Noble Canadian. Hi, Dave. Hi, Alexa. Dave, at the end of the live stream, you always say, stay sane. How do you and Alexa and the other Rebel teams stay sane throughout this ordeal? What an excellent question. For me, Alexa, it's one of the, I guess, adages I live my life by is don't get stressed out by things out of your control. It will just eat you up alive. Yeah. I mean... Uh, you know, you can't do anything that, I mean, it's about, it'd be like if it's pouring like it has been the last three days in Toronto and me getting really mad because I wanted to go for a bike ride. The fact that I'm getting mad isn't going to turn the weather sunny. So that is my kind of a safety blanket that Linus would use. Yeah. What's your proviso, Alexa, for not getting down and depressed? I'm a runner, so I'm going to run um, as much as I can. And I eat candy. <laughs> oh, there you go. You can eat candy. I, I have to buy the sugarless candy. And by the way, uh, thank you for reminding me. When I do get my ricotta cheese candy ass on a saddle of a bicycle and go for a 40 or 50K ride, uh, when you... We are not as a species, I believe, Alexa, yeah. to be sedentary. What I'm saying is there was no such thing as fat cavemen and ca cavewomen. Well, actually, there were, but those were the ones that got eaten by saber-toothed tigers because yeah. they couldn't run away or climb up a tree, right? We are made for physical exercise. I believe healthy body, yeah. healthy mind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and help you to... Uh, push all the stress and anxiety out of your body. It's true. You know, uh, when you have that endorphin rush yeah, exactly. on, a, on a workout. And as you can see, folks, Alexa is very healthy indeed. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Rumble Joy from the Heart. One dollar. Thank you very much for that. A fully vaxxed friend has been pestering me to get the jab for months. I tried to educate her. However, she just had a positive COVID test last week. Oh, interesting. How does she convince me now to get the jab? Wow. Uh, yeah, can you imagine that? So this person's friend, Alexa, uh, got the jab, still got COVID. I don't think that person now has a good foundation to make the argument, you better get double jabbed. What yeah. happened to her? And, and, and it's true. People who have the jab can contract the, uh, the disease and they can spread it as well. And if you look like at the recent cruise boat, they had yeah. COVID case on it and someone died from it. And they were all double jabbed. And boats, one thing. What about the state of Israel? Uh, perhaps the most, or at least one of the most, by percentage of population, exactly. vax countries in the world. Uh, they're going into booster shots now. Yeah. And uh, this is disturbing for me, Alexa, because I think this means, are we ever going to see 
the light at the end of the tunnel? Are we ever not going to be endlessly getting jabbed and keeping our masks on and social distancing? I think this is going to go on for years, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And Moderna, you know Moderna? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Moderna, yeah. Came, uh, they want to construct, build their, um, their um, well, ins uh, your institution here in Quebec or Ontario. They are not sure which one they would choose, but they say that we need booster at least one per year for the rest of our life. Wow. Well, and to that point, what I always say, folks, follow the money. Look who is getting rich off of booster shots. Look who is uh, going to the bank with policies that uh, advocate for booster shots. And then when you connect those dots, I think you get a better understanding of what's really happening here because yeah. it's more than a virus, Alexa. Oh, yeah. And uh, on Odyssey, Rebecca Henderson email uh, sends a chat. I have email and video proof uh, of every claim I just made about Brock U if you want it. We want it. Um, again, on Rumble, Thomas X Hatfield, $10. Thank, Thank you, you very much for that, Thomas. Sam Userhoff is parliamentary assistant to the Minister of Education. This guy is okay with online Brock U classes for the vaccinated only. If true, he's a special kind of idiot. <laughs> wow, I like it. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll reach out to Sam Userhoff, see if he is indeed um, on site with that. The funny thing is, uh, progressive conservative members here in Ontario that had all the time in the world for Rebel News when they were the opposition have no time for us whatsoever now that they're government pathetic. Um, again, from Rumble, Frosty Knight, $2. Thank you very much, Frosty. So what do we do when the dictatorial emperors have no clothes? Do we turn our eyes or shun them in undying light? My goodness, uh, I, uh, I'm just thinking of Premier Ford with no clothes. I scare easy. What do you say about this? Uh, I'm going to run. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I don't think they have any clothes. Uh, I know you mean that metaphorically. Um, I think um, it, it, what's very frustrating about Doug Ford is this tired act of, well, you know, folks, if it were up to me, it is up to you. You're the premier. The buck stops here. Stop kowtowing to these anonymous inner circle uh, people that are pulling your strings, premier. All right. From uh, Rumble, Sean Marie, G83 again, $10. Thank you very much. That's very generous, uh, Sean Marie. Please watch and share this Australian COVID advert. It is the worst fear mongering propaganda I have ever seen. It will shock you. We'll send link in another rumble. Well, thank you. Once we see it, we'll uh, weigh in on it. And she has sent it with another $10. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're running out of time. So I will forward this to Avi Yamini. This is his bailiwick, what's happening down under uh, in case he hasn't come across this. And um, that is it so far. Well, you know, we're running out of time. We did promise Mario's Australian police state yeah. reactions. Do we have that ready to go? Um, okay, so Mr. It's Producer uh, has got that up. And here is yet more insanity from those in charge in Australia, as I like to call them, the blunder down under. It's intimidating. It's scary. 
They're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Scary as. There were drones, helicopters. Anyway. And when you ask them, they just say, oh, we're just maintaining public health order. Police are setting up a, a road checkpoint just over here, uh, right to the entry of the Bass Hill shopping centre. So this is the Bass Hill Plaza in Western Sydney where police have launched an enormous operation. Warning, censorship. So the inspector knows we're here, he's looking at us and he's just calling for backup. So let's see how this one goes. Good morning sir. Where are you from, mate? Uh, Rebel News, sir. Oh, okay. Yep. We're a Canadian media outlet. Oh, okay. Yep. You know you need to wear a mask? Um, not while we're on camera. <laughs> Practically everyone who's walking into the shopping centre or driving into the shopping centre is being stopped. And it's a bizarre scene, but locals are saying that this is becoming the norm here. Around here, lately, yeah, I think uh, the sad reality is it's becoming the new norm. All right, and people are getting used to this, and they don't understand that you know this is coming the police state. I've seen this chaos, is what I've seen. What is going on? It's been very traumatic to come here, I have to say. Um, turned up to about 50 police standing at the front door. Did you know about any rallies today? No, had no idea about any rallies. You know, Alexa, I'm getting tired of journalists having to educate the Sergeant Stadankos of the world about the rules. Uh, Mario was absolutely correct. You don't need to mask up. Even the mainstream media doesn't mask up when they're giving a broadcast. And there's a reason for that, because you sound like this. You know, so um, again, that is the journalist educating the police officer on the rules of something the police officer should know. It's that concept called, what's it called again? Oh yeah, the law. What did you make of that? <laughs> and that is true. It's not the first time we saw it at Rebel News, like the police, uh, they make their own law. Yep. And uh, either they make their own law or they're ignorant of the actual law and both are disgraceful. Uh, before we run out of time, a quick one I want to get to because um, this is uh, this ha this occurred when Alexa was in the building and I was outside the building in Gatineau. It was the Museum of uh, Canadian Civilization, yeah. I believe. Um, and by the way, uh, that was the uh, this would have been the English leaders debate a week ago Thursday, uh, in which um, we went to court yet again to get in there in an emergency injunction, and we were allowed in there. But get a load of this. Only one rebel reporter could get in, just one. And uh, meanwhile, I think you saw several CBC reporters. Yes. And, and, the, and the excuse, folks, was COVID, right? Uh, but evidently, again, like you said, Alexa, this virus is very intelligent, loves CBC people, hates the rebel. And speaking of CBC <laughs> people, uh, even though uh, myself and my colleagues, uh, Lincoln J, uh, Mocha Berserker, were in, uh, locked outside the building, uh, well, there was, there's always news happening, and we caught an outrageous allegation on camera by Mary Walsh, a.k.a. Marg Warrior Queen. Uh, she's still doing shtick that she came <laughs> up with in the 90s. I mean, uh, come on, get a new act already. And um, we're going to run some of that video. And uh, get ready for what I would call yet another lying liar lying. 
warrior queen outside the Canadian Museum of History in Gatineau, Quebec. That was earlier this month when the museum was serving as the venue for the French language leaders debate. Marg, who, aka Mary Walsh, is one of those alleged comedians on This Hour Has 22 Minutes. She was doing her shtick, you know, cracking funny political jokes and dancing with her dual swords. Question, by the way, how does someone armed with swords get anywhere near political leaders? Or is there a different set of rules when it comes to CBC employees? In any event, we inquired why Marg thinks that she should be entitled to taxpayer dollars for her gainful employment on the CBC. And her various answers were the most hilarious things Marg had to say, perhaps in the history of this hour has 22 minutes. Here, check it out. I have never heard that before. Isn't that interesting? Every single goddamn conservative through the history of since I've been alive, has wanted to do that. So maybe Mr. Bernier could come up with something new. Why is it that Canadian taxpayers are forced into funding the CBC to more than a billion a year? Why are the British taxpayers forced into supporting the BBC, one of the greatest public broadcasters in the world? The CBC is right up there with that. And it's Canadians, it's nobody's force. Canadians, is Canadians' choice. They can vote for Mr. Bernier and he can defund the CBC. I mean, that's, that's what democracy is all about. Why the entitlement? Yeah, uh, Why the entitlement that you are so, uh, you know, entitled it's, it's, to taxpayer dollars? It's it's a, it's not an entitlement. It's simply democracy. If you don't, if the Canadian people no longer want the CBC, they just vote in Mr. O'Toole or Mr. Bernier, and they ax the CBC, and it's gone. But why, That's the beauty. But why do we need democracy as opposed to like rebel media? Wow, I'm entitled to my entitlements. In any event, we return to the Canadian Museum of History the following night for the English language leaders debate. And there was Marg yet again doing her stale shtick. But this time, a group of mostly PPC demonstrators were heckling her to such an extent that Marg and her camera crew made a beeline to their nearby minivans to facilitate a hasty retreat. The people had spoken and what they were chanting was not CBC-friendly content at all. I caught up with Mark, who sadly was locked outside of her Dodge Caravan. I started asking queries yet again about why she feels so entitled to taxpayer funding. But things took a dark twist. Marg said that not only had she been subjected to verbal abuse, but she had been physically assaulted. Check it out. Okay. No, no, I did. I did. One of your guys just hit me with. Uh, with well, a, if that's you know, true, that seriously. wait a minute, that's Listen wrong. Seriously. Hold on a second. Of course, you if know, anyone hit you, Proud Boys. No, no, no. Don't. Rebel Media is part of Proud Boys. Aren't they? And you know what, Mark? That's not fair. But I'm, I'm telling you, if anyone, watch out, your your Dollarama swords are going to be breaking there. Now, as I said, the use of physical force. That's outrageous. That's egregious. That has to be condemned. But did Marg really get assaulted that night? Well, here's the rest of the story. We scrutinized the video footage as though we were analyzing the Zapruder film. And lo and behold, we did indeed find physical contact. Namely, Marg walked into the microphone of an independent journalist. Check it out. 
That microphone touching your cheek uh, on a recent bike ride, I had some bug bounce off my cheek. That was about the uh, extents of the physicality. Can you imagine that, Alexa? That was not a purposeful hit on her, but rather, as the video indicates, she walked in and it was the merest of brushings on her cheek, and she's calling that um, a a physical assault by the Proud Boys or whatever. This is outrageous. Yeah, she just tried to victimize herself. It, like it was not the case. She actually like he can actually say that she assaulted him to go <laughs> straight to the microphone. <laughs> You know, I never thought of that, Alexa. You could make the argument, or at least that journalist can make the argument, that he was assaulted, <laughs> that you interfered with a broadcast. Uh, but uh, two things. Uh, how do you feel about that being uh, a manifestation of your tax dollars at work? And secondly, wasn't that very telling on the first interview when Marg referred to members of the Conservative Party as goddamn conservatives? It just shows you, doesn't it, uh, where the political leanings are of CBC employees. Uh, yeah, of course. But yeah. you can see it like, oh, she, she was talking. You can see it like right away. Yeah. yeah. About since when it's um, legal as well, like to walk with the two weapon in your back? Two swords. By the way, I made a joke, Dollarama swords. Folks, those were not plastic swords. No. Those were real swords. How do you get close, so close to political leaders? Could you imagine if you or I had like a little knife even, yeah. uh, we would be gang tackled, but for Marg, AKA Mary Walsh, oh, well, no, it's a different standard for the CBC. I'm stunned. In the protest too. I know. You, don't, you don't know which kind of person can grab it. <laughs> Great point. As somebody, if these were truly agitators, violent people, you have your back turned with your weapons and they're right for the picking. Great point. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah, yes. Unbelievable. Anyways, folks, your, your, your tax law is hard at work. We got to wrap this up, but not before we get to our last uh, chat. It's from it's on Rumble from Frosty Knight. One uh, dollar. Thank you so much, Frosty. What do you think of the likelihood of PC party interference in liberal agendas? You know, I, I got to be honest, I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, the liberals are, you know, the governments have got a, another minority mandate, thanks to the yeah. $600 million nothing burger. Yeah. That was the 2021 uh, election. Um, I'm not with the with the way or, or because he says PC party, maybe it's a um, conservative the, party. The, the, no, the uh, the provincial party oh, here provincial in party, Ontario. Yeah. So what do you think of the likelihood of PC party interference in liberal agendas? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, there was an armistice. Doug Ford ordered uh, his people, uh, his MP, uh, MPPs rather, not to actively campaign for any conservative candidate. It was like we're having a, 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 an armistice. We're not going to criticize. I, I don't know why. Um, but I think maybe that's what it's uh, in, um, in reference to. What do you think about that? The fact that a conservative government said to his conservative uh, members of provincial parliament, don't campaign for Aaron O'Toole candidates. 
Uh, we just want to, yeah, we just want to play nice with the Justin Trudeau liberals. Uh, maybe was that an indication that Doug Ford knew the uh, Aaron O'Toole campaign was doomed and he didn't, he wanted to play nice with Justin? Maybe, maybe. Okay. But since when we we show our color yeah. uh, in in a government, we sh should not. Well, it, we shouldn't. But you know, as we've seen here in Ontario. Uh, Roman Baber, Belinda Carahalios, uh, Rick uh, Hillier, um, Mr. Um, Nichols, um, uh, Randy Hillier, rather, sorry, um, and others. If you dare say a discouraging word, uh, you are kicked out of caucus. Uh, Gia, at some point, I think the supermajority at Queen's Park is going to become a minority, and it won't have anything to do with an election. Mm. It's just Emperor Marie Antoinette, let them eat cherry cheesecake mm. forward, firing people. But I see by the clock on the wall, it is 10 past one. Alexa, what a wonderful guest you have been. Thank you for helping me co-host this ship. Thank you to yeah. Justin and our new Mr. Producer, Andrew, who's learning the board, did a great job, both of them today. Uh, I'll see you back in this chair with uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed on Tuesday. I want you all to have a great weekend. Thank you for those who made contributions. And in the meantime, stay sane. <laughs>